Today is Christmas Eve day. For those of you who have been tracking with us through our Advent series, today is our last day for the All I Want for Christmas Is series. Uh, if you've missed some of those in the past, you can go back onto our website and, and listen to them there. But we've been looking at different ways, different things that, that, that we need in our lives that we can experience this Christmas. The first week we looked at presents, not the wrapped gifts underneath a tree, but presents of one another, being with one another, finding the time in busy seasons to be with those that we love. The second week we talked about peace and how in the franticness of the Christmas season, sometimes we miss out on God's peace. And yet at Christmas, Jesus comes as the Prince of Peace who comes to bring us God's peace and to be peace for us, between us and God. Last week, if you were uh, privileged to be here, uh, Philip took us through an amazing experience with the kids and we got to experience the joy that children find at Christmas. And I must say that was quite contagious. Today, we're going to finish up the All I Want for Christmas series with a bit of a twist. We've been looking at what we need or want for Christmas, but have you ever stopped to think, what does God want this Christmas? If we were to ask God what he wants, how would he respond? I wonder if he might respond quite like Mariah Carey. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing that I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own. More than you could ever know. Make my wish come true. All I want for Christmas is you. Today we're going to look at the Christmas story and his story in that light. Because I believe That all that God wants for Christmas, all that God wanted that first Christmas, is you. But to go there, we need to kind of build a case here for a minute. The first thing that we need to understand is this. God does not need us. God does not need you. God does not need me. If we can get our mind around that, it'll be a much better life, I must tell you. God doesn't need you. He's not up in heaven wringing his hands saying, oh my, if only someone will do this project for me. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need me. He is self-sufficient on his own. Paul, who knew and had a relationship with God quite well, wrote this. In Acts chapter 17, verses 24 and 25, he says this, The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth. And he doesn't live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands. As if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath 
and everything else. God does not need you. He doesn't need you. It's actually the complete opposite. We need him. Paul says we need him for everything that we have. The breath that you're breathing right now is from God. He gives you life. If you are here today, he has given you today. And that in itself is a gift. He gives you life and breath and everything else. We need God, but God doesn't need us. And yet, God chose to make us. And now he chooses to care for us. God chose to make us. Again, it's one of those things that God didn't need to make you. It wasn't that his universe was incomplete without you. God chooses out of love to make you. He chooses out of love to create you. He created everything that we know and everything that we don't know. That's how big God is. And yet he chooses to create. And that's amazing. God was completely perfect and finished and complete before he started creating. He didn't need to do it. And yet he chooses to. He chose to make us. And now he chooses to care for us. In Psalm 8, the author of Psalm 8 kind of presents this to us. And again, I just want you to take a minute and just sit in awe of who God is. He doesn't need us, but he chooses us. Listen to Psalm 8. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? Just pause for a second. Consider the magnitude of the world that we know of. The billions of stars in the universe, in the galaxy, that we are aware of. The size of this earth that we are a dot on. Bring your mind over to the shore of Lake Huron and try to count the grains of sand that God made one by one. It is absolutely unfathomable how big and awesome God is. And yet sometimes we kind of think that we're the center of the world, don't we? That we're the center of our own lives. How arrogant is that? God is so much bigger, so much better. What is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? Now take that idea of God that you have right now the magnitude, the might, the awe of God, and ask this question. And yet, God, how do you love us? How do you care for us? How am I so important in your life? 
when there is so much going on and yet you care for me? It is absolutely incredible to think of that. God chose to make us. And he chose to make us out of love. And now he chooses to care for us today. Not only does he choose to care for us today, he chose to come to us in Jesus that first Christmas. God chose to come to us in Jesus. Again, let me read to you some scriptures from Colossians chapter 1. It says, the Son, Jesus. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authority. All things were created in Jesus. All things have been created through him and for him. He's before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. And yet, folks, and yet, God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. God chooses to love us so much that he would come to us in Jesus to reconcile us, to bring us back to him. The power of God in that moment is incredible. John says in one of his first letters, 1 John, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. God doesn't need us, but he chooses us. He chooses to love us. He chose to come to us in Jesus. Why? Because all God wanted for Christmas was you. All he wanted was for you to come back to him. All he wanted was for you to be reconciled to him. All he wanted was for you to experience his love. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Not just because a a baby was born. In our prayer time, we talked about lots of babies being born. It's a special thing when babies are born, isn't it? But then everything kind of goes back to normal. A baby being born is really only special to those who know the baby. The fact that Jesus was born, the fact that we celebrate his birth, is because there's something special in knowing that baby. There's something special in knowing that child who stopped being a child and grew up and became a man, who grew up to show us God's heart, God's love. 
He is the image of the invisible God. He shows us the heart of God. And that, my friends, is again incredible. 2 Corinthians 5, 18-21 says this. All of this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world, bringing the world back to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us now the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. And we implore you now on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that we might become righteousness of God. It's incredible that God would want us, would choose us, would want to be with us that much. And in fact, I want to suggest to you, there may be people here or listening online that might think that this is so incredible, it's unbelievable. That everything that we celebrate at Christmas is too good to be true. Sounds like a fairy tale, doesn't it? That's what something that is too good to be true sometimes sounds like. Sounds like a fairy tale. But if that's you today, I want to ask you this question. What if it's true? What if what we have said is true? What if, and just for the next minute, just for the next minute, give yourself a Christmas present of faith for a minute, just to ask the question, what if? And actually let yourself sit in that. What if there is some sort of a creative force in this world that made you, that made me? Not because this force needed us, but because this force chose to be creative and to make you. What if? Would that change how you live? What if that force actually had feelings as well and wasn't just passive or neutral towards you, but actually cared about you and loved you? wanted to have some sort of a relationship with you. More than a relationship that a painter has with a painting, but a relationship that a father has with a child. What if? What if this creative thing, I'm just going to call him God because it's a little bit easier. You can call it whatever you want. But what if this God wanted that life so much with you that he would do anything to have a relationship with you. That he would build whatever bridges were needed for you to come into a relationship with him. What if? What if right now there is a God who loves you that much that he has moved mountains, that he has built bridges, that he has done everything that is needed for you to know and experience his love. The only thing left is for you to accept that 
and say, there must be a God that loves me. There must be a God that chose me. There must be a God that wants me. What if that God came to us? Not in an all-powerful, mighty way, because frankly, if that happened, I'd be in the fetal position dead. But instead came in the most unlikely way. In a frail, helpless baby. Because he knew that there's something about babies. There's something about children that takes our guard down. That brings us to a sense of peace. And so instead of coming in all his might and all his glory and all his power, what if he came as a baby? Little, frail, and yet wrapped in that baby was the creative power that made the stars and gives us breath. What if? And what if God wants to say something to you today? What if God wanted to say something to you today? Would you be willing to listen? Would you be willing to open your heart just a little bit and say, okay, God, if you exist, if, if, if all this what if is true, what do you want to say to me today? I believe that God is saying it to us, not just today, but every day, that God is saying to us, I want you. I don't want your money. I don't want your, what you can do for me. I want you. And I will move away all the barriers, all the walls, all the things that have separated me from you. I want you. You are special to me. You are important to me. You are loved by me. I want you. And this Christmas, all I want is for you to know my love. For you to feel my love. For you to experience my love. Because my love will change your life. Mariah Carey might have sang it nicely, but Jesus demonstrated it for us when he went to the cross. All I want is you. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you. Thank you that you love us that much. Thank you that it's not based on what we deserve or can earn because we can't earn that much. We don't deserve that much. I don't deserve it. And yet you give it to us. You give us your love. You remove the penalty of sin. You moved heaven and earth so that we could know you. Thank you. I don't care what's under the Christmas tree tomorrow because that is the best gift that I've ever received. Lord God, I just pray right now 
for those who are here today, that they would not leave your gift of love unopened. That they would come to you and love you and accept your love. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.